right, here we are. Adam Carolla on the line with us. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, man. I uh, I really enjoyed the movie. The movie, of course, is Road Hard. Uh, my favorite part of this movie is probably seeing the most unique closing credits I've ever seen since uh, this was a crowdfunded flick. Yeah, there are almost 14,000 people in the closing credits of the movie. That was the greatest part when the, I shouldn't say the greatest part. The movie's a really great movie, but like, it was funny when it, uh, it finally fades out at the end and the credits start their, their crawl and it's normal. And then all of a sudden there's just name after name, after name, after name. I mean, so it was, it was literally thousands, more than 10,000 people that donated to make the thing happen. Yeah, I, I think in retrospect, we probably wouldn't have promised everyone who donated a credit in the in the movie. But on the other hand, it's kind of fun for the people because most people make it through their life without being credited in a movie. And even if it's just technically, it's kind of fun for people. I think they do like screen grabs, find their name, blow it up and put it on the wall, you know? Yeah. I, um, I noticed a lot of comics are now trying to do the same thing with, uh, like hour long comedy specials. And I, uh, and you, what you end up having is a 50 minute comedy special with 10 minutes of credits at the end. Oh, really? I haven't even, I have not seen that. I've been so busy. I've been a little out of, I've not been in the crowd fund raising mode for a while. I've been in the fulfillment mode, the part where you send the posters and answer the emails and get make sure everyone who contributed was happy. Yeah, you've had to you've had to miss out on some better parties and stuff like that because you had to go and uh, have the occasional dinner and drink with a contributor, right? Oh, it's 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 nonstop. I mean, I I don't mind. I really don't. I mean, they're fans and they're fans who just want to hang out, but I mean, there's people I've called at their house when I'm driving into work, there's dinner, there's drinks, there's show road hard and then do a screening and then go out afterward with the backers, the paid and the Q and a, I mean, it, it, it's pretty endless. So, I mean, I guess the obvious question is if you had to do it again in a couple of years with another movie, would you do it again? Um, yeah, I think, I think I would if I had a, an, an idea for a movie that I wanted to make. You know, I'm, I'm not one of these guys that churns out a movie a year. I sort of sit around until I'm inspired by an idea that I like, and then, then I make a movie. So I made a movie called The Hammer about eight years ago, and I didn't make any other movies for a long time. And then I had a movie idea that I liked, so I made another movie. So, you know, your guess is as good as mine. I'm more of a, I like to have a good idea for a movie and then make the movie versus I'm going to make a movie now. What's it going to be about? Well, you know, it's interesting watching Road Hard. I think that the casual viewer would just think that you were taking your life and putting it up on screen. And I think for the first 15 minutes or so, or 20 minutes, it could seem that way, right? But then it takes a, a definite turn at some point, and you really get the, the, the fiction in there 
a little bit. I mean, was that kind of always the idea? You took like parts of your life and then an idea you had for a character and blended them together into this uh, film? Yeah, I mean, I always think about what it is. You know, I, I think you always take parts of your life when you do comedy or, or just about anything other than sci-fi, you know. I mean, like, you, you have moments in your life, you have ideas, you have jokes, you have encounters with people, whatever it is, and then you sort of craft that into a, a film. But, yeah, this was definitely a little more autobiographical. And it's just easier, you know. It's, it's, it's kind of a, I had to go back on the road at a, at a fairly late stage when the economy went bad and in 2010 and 2011. I, I spent a couple of years on the road, had young twins. It was, I was in my 40s. It was not, not easy. So that was largely what the movie was based on. I think what's funny about watching movies like Road Hard, uh, you know, I, I'm a comedian and uh, watched it with a comedian friend of mine. And you take movies like Road Hard or Mr. Saturday Night or even Apatow's Funny People. It seems we're also self-destructive. The one thing I kept noticing about your character in the movie is I just kept going, yeah, this is uh, every other comic that everyone knows. You know, you get some good opportunities and you get pissed and you're your own worst enemy. Yeah, that's the, that's what comedians, well, you know, the overall message I was trying to send and it, it was said in the movie at some point is, you know, it's not about who's funniest, which all, all the lay people think, who's funny, who's funnier, who's the funniest. Yeah. It's, it's really about shaping your career and working hard on your career. And uh, my guy did what a lot of comedians who aren't that successful do is they hide behind, but I'm funny. So who cares if I can't pay my bills or who cares if I have to go to a crappy club every week on the road? I'm funnier than the guys that are successful or on TV or what have you. I mean, you, you know, you know, these guys sit around, at least in this town, and they see those guys raking in millions of dollars doing the blue collar comedy tour. And they go, oh, come on. I'm funnier than those guys. Well, maybe you are, but you're still going to hilarities in Wisconsin this weekend. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. There's a line I've always liked, which is, you can't argue with popularity. Well, you could, but you'd be wrong. And I mean, right. the, the thing that, that I like about the, the message that you send in the movie, that, that you put that out there, I've always said that. It's always crazy to me to watch comics sit around and bitch about more successful comics. And I've always right. hated the argument where people go, yeah, but I'm funny. And I go, we're all funny. doesn't make you special. The whole reason that we're up on stage and we do that and people laugh is because we're funny. I don't care if you're funnier than the next guy. That doesn't matter. I never understood the late night feuds with where, where people took sides but behind millionaires that they don't even know when they started going, well, I think Leno isn't funny and Conan is funny and Letterman is funnier and this guy's not funny. I went, they're obviously all funny. They're all millionaires and everyone likes them and some of them have better ratings than the other ones. You can't sit here and tell me that one of them is funny or funnier because someone else disagrees with you. It's about the work ethic behind what gets you to where you are 
as any entertainer, not even just a comic, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's like these people that get violent, you know, it's funny, Jimmy Kimmel's this way, you know, Coke or Pepsi. I'm like, you know, I like Coke better, but if you're out of Coke, I'll drink a Pepsi. There's people that, you know, go full Hatfield and McCoys, you know, and I, you know, like they're both rich. They're both filled with sugar, killing your kids, and they're both fine. Don't worry about them. Yeah, Letterman's fine. Leno's fine. Kimmel's fine. They're all fine. Don't, (laughs) you don't have to worry. Yeah, they're all going to be okay. They have one thing, they have two things in common. They're funny, and they work their butts off. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's so it it's so interesting to hear you say that about uh, for years I've told people I go I, I couldn't see myself I I've never watched a full set of any of the blue collar comedy guys maybe Ron White but other than that never watched it and I go and yet when people would complain about it I go there's plenty of comedy out there for you that audience was never going to be your audience anyway so to be angry that that audience exists for them seems yeah, it's true. You're, you're not going to share the same audience anyway, so what do you care? It's like somebody opening up a restaurant, and you don't like Greek food, and now you're pissed off that there's a line going down the street to get food that you don't even like. So who cares? And those people aren't coming into your restaurant anyway. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm talking to Adam Carolla, who is a New York Times bestselling author, uh, uh, podcasting host, radio host, actor, comedian, and film director, producer, and writer. Uh, Road Hard is the movie that's out now. You can catch it on demand. It uh, debuted at number one on iTunes, right? Uh, it was certainly. Yeah, I think it was number one in the comedy department, maybe top ten overall. But it did it did do pretty well on iTunes. So it's easy to get on iTunes as well. And I I think they have a deal where you can buy it for like nine ninety nine, but I'm not sure if that bleeds over into Canada or not. Uh, I think it did. I think it did. Okay. All right. Well, I- it's, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, because you try to be objective about your movie and, you know, you're in it and you wrote it and you directed it, so how can you be objective about it? But I've seen the movie... in a theater with audiences enough to say this. It's funny. It's, you know, 87 minutes, and it's got plenty of laughs in it. And what are you looking for in a comedy or romantic comedy? You know, what I say to people all the time is, where where are you putting the bar? Like, I've, I've had many reviews, some of Road Hard, some of some of the books I've written, where it said, yes, there were a lot of laughs, but here's why I didn't like it. And I think <laughs> to myself, it's a comedy. How many movies are funny? Just how many movies are funny in the first place? You know, how many movies actually have out loud laughs in them? And then you just said there were a bunch of laughs in the movie. What else are you looking for here? It's, it's 87 minutes. I'm not rotating your tires or curing cancer. I'm just trying to break off 90 minutes of your life, put a smile on your face. And if we can do that, uh, why can't we just call that a victory? Well, you have the curse of the brutally honest 
Frank comic, right? And I'm and that I don't mean necessarily as the stage Adam Carolla, but the Adam Carolla, right? Um, it's no secret to you. People have called you things like misogynist or or racist or right wing freak or all these things. Before the show, I was talking to my producer, and I said Adam Carolla has that curse of he just feels the way he feels and says how he feels. I go, but to, I said, you know, there's times when I would call you maybe a chauvinist, but any guy is, any man I think is. Um, I think that people use the word misogyny wrong these days. They overuse it and they use it wrong. Sure. And I go, to me, you know, I've caught you saying a lot of things and I've read both your books and, uh, and what I get in it is a lot of, hey, look, everybody chill out. Stop being a pussy. This is how I see things. And nowadays, people are really critical of that kind of attitude. And uh, and so you run that risk of people see Adam Carolla, the guy, with his opinions, the talk show host with his opinions, and it, and it makes it hard for them to separate that from the art you create that is fiction. Uh, well, that's very true because... When you, you know, when the review starts off with blowhard, blabbermouth, <laughs> misogynist, you know, yeah. Adam Carolla's made a movie, you know, the rest of it's probably not going to be good. And maybe they didn't take an objective look at the movie that I was, that I was making, which is actually a sweet movie and has a whole bunch of nice dialogue for uh, my co-star, Diane Farr, in it. Right. And I mean, and uh, and she's great in it, by the way. She's really great. I mean, I think she is as well. I mean, you know what? And it's hard because a movie like Road Hard, which is at times explicitly funny and uh, has gratuitous nudity and is highly satirical of the entertainment business, also has really touching, sweet moments to it. I know some people have labeled it a romantic comedy. I say, you know, that's pigeonholing it. It's just, it's a broad comedy. And, uh, you know, but it does definitely have these romantic sweet moments. Yeah, well, you know, life has a lot of sweet and salt and up and down and right and left to it. And I, 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 my plan when I'm making a movie is to show, you know, I, I don't want the characters to be one-dimensional. I didn't want this guy to just be playing this one note the entire movie, you know. I wanted him to have some different sides to him, I think, like we all have. I mean, I think everyone is way more complex than, you know, the sitcom characters that uh, they portray oftentimes. And, you know, you have 90 minutes here, so you can kind of, show different facets of the of the person and that, that was my plan so what do you say to the people that toss that word misogyny at you well first off it's always funny if i read a tweet or an article or something that says uh, you know i feel sorry for adam's wife and adam's daughter um I'm in the car right now driving to Whittier to stand in a house to film a TV show for Spike, and it's going to be hot, it's going to be dusty, and it's going to be a long day. And my wife and daughter were asleep in their huge beds in their big house when I left. 
they have a much better life than I do. And I'm not I'm not kidding. It's a much better life than I do. <laughs> I make a lot of money, but the way I make money is I have to go do spike TV shows. And on the way home, I have to work on books. And then that weekend, I got to go to Indian reservations and do stand-up. They have a great life. And by the way, uh, I love the bejesus out of my daughter and my wife. I've been married for 13 years. My daughter's eight, and uh, I never stop wrestling with her. And we're insane. I mean, you're right, this, this overuse of the word misogyny. By the way, overuse of the word racist as well. It used to be, in order to be a racist or misogynist, you'd have to actually do something bad to a, to a woman or to a Hispanic or black or whatever, whatever it was. You'd actually have to take some action on it. I've never laid my hands on a woman. I've never struck anybody. I've never done anything. I kid about stuff and other stuff I'm serious about. People ask me, who's funnier, men or women? I say, men are funnier. That's because we're trying to get laid. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to... It's just nature. Who's a better parent? All things being equal. Man and a woman or two men? I go, a man and a woman. That's all things being equal. That's how it works. That's nature. I'm not, it's not and it's not because I hate gay people. I wish there were more gay people. The neighborhoods would be nicer. I'm just <laughs> telling you what it is. You want to label me what you want to label me, go ahead. But you got to find me, find me one instance where I did something negative to someone who was gay, someone who was black or, or a woman, and I'll, I'll wear that label. But you can't find it. Well, I've always found it interesting. It seems that, you know, you and you and Jimmy Kimmel really exploded with the man show. And it seems like people think Jimmy Kimmel, they think of him as a satirist and they think of you as legitimately a misogynist. Yeah. yeah. No, I, all I am is a person who recognizes differences, differences in genders differences in cultures and i point them out i didn't invent them i just i just point them out i'm i'm not i don't say men are better than women i say men and women are different yeah clearly different and by the way to you blowhards out there who who try to claim there isn't is there an example in nature where the male owl and the female owl or the male polar bear and the female polar bear are the same and could do each job equally as well. I'm driving to Whittier right now to do a spike show because I'm a lot better at it than my wife is. <laughs> my wife is home right now with my twins because she's a lot better at that than I am. It works out nicely. Okay, so settle it once and for all. Are women funny? Some women are funny and some men are funny. There's when I said when I did this article, I think I peeled off uh, Sarah Silverman and Lisa Lampanelli and Kathy Griffin and a few other women. I gave a bunch of examples of women that I think are funny. It's totally insane. There are plenty of women that are funny. Well, first off, most people aren't funny. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the population is not funny 
There are plenty of examples of funny men and plenty of examples of funny women. Men are funnier because we use it as a tool to try to get laid. That's why we've evolved into, that's why we focus, that's why the class clown every year is a guy, because he's trying to get the girl's attention, because he's trying to get laid. It's, that's all. I, I don't, it, it's simply nature. And by the way, I didn't make this theory up. You can go look it up. Sure. I, uh, I know it's why I got into stand-up comedy. So yes, that's why that's why there's more men who do stand up than women who do stand up. So let me ask you: is there another is there another book on the way? You talked about writing books. You got another one coming? Yes, there's another one coming called uh, "Daddy Stop Talking." So it's a <laughs> little bit of a parenting book. Well, I'm a new parent. I've got a 15 month old daughter, and. It was interesting because before I had my daughter, I wondered how much my stand-up would change. And part of me thought it, it wouldn't because, you know, I was like, ah, it's not really my kind of act. Suddenly now I find that my daughter has found her way just in 15 months into a good bit of my act. Uh, has parenting changed you as a performer, as a comic, as a writer? Um, yeah, I mean, look, you should always change because you should always be talking about whatever is going on so if you had an arm amputated that would change your act uh not that you know not that having kids is as, is as good as having your arm amputated but <laughs> everything you do if you got into a car accident it would change your act because you talk about it if you got divorced, it would change your act because you would talk about whatever it is that's going on in your life, I, I believe, should be talked about. And having kids is a pretty big thing to go on in your life, so you should talk about it. So you're a Hillary Clinton supporter for the next election is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, the movie Road Hard is really great. And uh, best of luck. I know you got the new... Uh, uh, show on Spike and uh, working on the new book and everything. Hopefully we'll cross paths somewhere along the road or somewhere uh, in the next year or two. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining me, man. I really do appreciate it. If you're in Toronto, come and hang out in studio. How about that? Absolutely. All right. That's Adam Carolla. Check out Road Hard. You can catch it on demand. Look on iTunes. It's all also available for digital download. Uh, we'll tweet out more about it.